What you are about to listen to could be dangerous for anyone wishing to live a normal, safe life at the end of a cheesy cul-de-sac. Back to Jerusalem podcasts are not made in sterile recording studios with professional DD DJs, but instead behind enemy lines with horrible acoustics, bad internet connections, and suspicious-looking coffee. Listening to Back to Jerusalem podcasts could include unwanted side effects like selling your house, leaving your boring job, and uncontrollable desires to speak strange foreign languages. So buckle up, strap in, and hold on, because this is Fast Train, baby, to all those places your mother warned you about. And now, for your host, the man known for having a radio face, Eugene Bach, coming to you live on delay in 5, 4, 3, 2... Hello and welcome to another edition of Back to Jerusalem podcast. I'm Eugene Bach for this half hour and we are coming to you live on delay from somewhere within the borders of America. I'm actually still traveling um, in America on my way back to China tonight. Uh, but before I go, I had a, the, a really interesting day today uh, with a dear brother from Iran who's now living here uh, in America, uh, Aman. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Jim. So your home is uh, in Iran. You're from Iran. Uh, what brings you to America? Yeah, when I became Christian about 20 years ago, I, I tried to be a good believer and after a while I started theology and so you're from Iran yeah. and how did you come to Christ I mean was there uh, you know people on the streets handing out tracts was there a preacher who came to your door how did you become a believer um, my brothers heard about Jesus from one of your one of his friends and he told me Jesus changed some of uh, his behavior and he gave me gospel and I've tried to find contradiction in the gospel because I've heard in my last, uh, I mean, religion, I've uh, heard that uh, gospel have changed and I've tried to find find something in uh, different things because we believe in Islam, we believe Jesus is a major prophet. So, but your family was actually Muslim, so you were practicing Muslim, and a friend uh, that was a friend of you and your brothers, and he had become a Christian, uh, he gave you a Bible, and this was your first time seeing a Bible, or had you seen a Bible before? No, no, it was the first time that I've seen a Bible, yeah. And was that legal? Did he just walk down to a local store and buy that Bible? How did, how did he get that Bible? No, it's not a legal, it's... So he was handing you something that if you got caught with, you could get in trouble with it. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. sure. And and you began to look at it and try to go through it to find the contradictions within the Bible yeah. uh, because you had heard that it had changed um, over time and you were looking for those changes, those contradictions. Yeah. What did you find? Uh, I found... Uh, God, uh, Bible is alive... Uh, word when I and how was that different than the Quran? Uh, when you look at the Quran, when you read the Quran, just is simple like a like another books. But when you uh, read Bible, you can realize some somebody is talking to you. 
through the Bible mm. is a live word, yeah. And and we just had lunch together. So and you were just you shared something that was very interesting to me. Um soon after you became a Christian, you felt a pressure from your family. You felt a bit of persecution coming from your parents. And then something interesting happened to your mother. Could you share about that? Yeah, it's my pleasure. I've uh, realized I have to uh, pray and fast for this problem. And for 40 days I was praying. Uh, One day my mom was alone inside of our house and uh, she uh, heard somebody's knocking the door. She went in front of the door and opened the door and suddenly she faced Jesus. And Jesus told her, why are you hurting my son, Omid? Yeah, and so it was great. She was, so your mom um, was not using like drugs or anything. She <laughs> she walked up to the door. Yeah. She heard somebody knocking. Uh, she she was she was upset with you because you had become a Christian. She yeah. found out about it, and so uh, while she was angry with you, she heard somebody knocking at the door. She goes to the door. She opens it up. Yeah. And there's Jesus yeah. at the door. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's great, and everything has changed from that time and she believed in Jesus and now she's in heaven I believe yeah Thanks. so she's passed away since then yeah. uh, sorry to hear that she um, uh, but she she became a believer yeah. later on I mean I have to say, if Jesus came to my door <laughs> and I wasn't a believer, I think that I would quickly become a believer. I mean, that would that would change my view pretty quick. Yeah. Is that common in Iran for people to have visions and dreams? I mean, because she wasn't sleeping, right, when this happened? Yeah, yeah. It, was a vis- uh, it was a vision, not dream. Yeah, it's common. I've heard a lot of things about my members, and they told me Jesus came to our house, Jesus appear to um, in front of our eyes and in a dream and yeah yeah because we're not really experiencing that here in america i'm sorry (laughs) that we have welcomed you to a country that is godless (laughs) but so you've come here to a country that really isn't experiencing these kind of uh visions these kind of dreams that you are experiencing or that your church members because you became a pastor right over time so you became a pastor in iran uh you had a a a house church and these people that were members in your church they were coming to you talking about visions and dreams just like your mother yeah 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 yeah. because i believe god has some keys for example for iranian the keys is vision Mm. and dream to open their heart and accept jesus yeah Yeah. it's different yeah so in uh in iran um what was the importance of these dreams do you think why do people receive dreams and visions in iran for instance but not here in America or in the West as much? I think it maybe depends on the culture because our people um, are very sensitive to dreams and vision and they uh, believe something like this. Jesus is using these methods, this method to uh, change their heart. Yeah, I, you know, I wrote a book called Jesus in Iran. 
And one of the things I actually do an entire chapter on dreams um, because people are experiencing dreams so strongly in Iran. And today, especially in America, we don't put any emphasis on dreams. If I have a dream about something happening, you know, that's very strong, I will think, oh, maybe I ate something too spicy before I went to bed. <laughs> but actually, we see this is what led Cyrus to the Jews and and we see the dreams and the visions of Darius you know in the Bible and not just not just the Iranian kings but also uh, the Jewish kings and and the, the the visions and the dreams that they had this was very real you know in the history of uh, the people of your country yeah yeah we have some example in Old Testament and New Testament as well yeah, yeah. It's, it's God's method yes you know yeah it's it's one of the things that I think is very unique um, about the Iranian church uh, because these are not just dreams. Sometimes people here in America in the churches, they will have dreams and they will say, you know, I had a dream and I was driving a car and a car means ministry and, you know, I think God's got great things. That's that's nice. That's that's not, that's okay. But what is happening in Iran is actually God is leading people to church services because you can't advertise where home church groups are meeting they are leading uh, people to like for instance your mother who didn't didn't believe now all of a sudden she she very much does believe and she you know made sure that she didn't persecute you as she had in the past um how did that affect your whole family because usually we have a saying here in america that um if mom is happy, everybody's happy. <laughs> if mom is sad, everybody is sad. So when your mom became a believer, did that transform or change your family? Yeah, she changed my father, the first person. <laughs> yeah, he's very. Important. He's a wise man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because, I mean, my wife, basically where she goes, I follow. So um, I might bark really loud, <laughs> but she knows that uh, she controls me. So I will pretend that I'm the man of this house. I make the decisions. But at the end of the day, <laughs> what she says kind of goes. So your dad, I see, is a very wise man. Yeah, and then she affected on my sisters and brothers and now they are not um, believers, but they are not, uh, I mean, such a that time yeah. in fighting and against me. They are, they are in a good position with me. Uh, yeah. Our relation is great. Wow. Excellent. And from there, uh, you ended up going to a church and then studying the Bible for a couple years. And you had said you don't have to say where you studied the Bible if you don't want to. I know that there are some things that are of a secure nature, even though you're not living in Iran. Um, you can you still want to keep things safe for your brothers and sisters who are still back in Iran. Uh, but there were um, there was a period of time where you had to go underground with the, the your believers, the, those that were following, those that you were teaching. Can you tell us why you guys were underground or you guys had to uh, kind of go into hiding a little bit? Yeah, it's a good question because of some problems uh, in Iran uh, about 11 years ago, government arrested or leaders more than 80 person and uh, unfortunately they forced our church to disconnect with uh, underground church and at that time I decided to start underground church I mean independent underground church without any connection with building church and the reason was for safety 
Yes. So safety for you, safety for the members of your church. Um, even though you went underground, uh, was that safe enough? Did did people uh, in your church get arrested, or was any was that safe enough to go underground? No, unfortunately, no. It was different, but it was not safe. Yeah, some of my members and leaders has been arrested with government, and we had a lot of problem. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, I know that the, the time is short, so I just want to ask you one more thing. Um, for those that are, because we have several people that follow Back to Jerusalem, that pray for Back to Jerusalem and the Back to Jerusalem missionaries, and then they also have uh, a heart to pray for the areas where the Back to Jerusalem missionaries are working. Sometimes we have people that are not connected with Back to Jerusalem, but they have a heart for places like Iran. So, for instance, many of the different ministries, even though they're not connected with us in China, we may be working together in Iran because they have a heart for Iran. For those that are listening to this podcast that have a heart for Iran or they're going to be doing a Bible study with their family, is there something specific that they can pray about in regards to Iran? Uh, is there a prayer request that you would like to share with people that they could think about on their heart when they're praying for Iran? Yeah. Thank you for asking. Yes, uh, I ask you, listener, please pray for our nation. Uh, that God touched their heart and our leader as well, I mean Iranian government, because we need an open door for ministering people and missionaries. And at the moment, it's very hard, it's a tough time, but we believe God can change all the things. Yeah. Amen. Okay. Thank you so much for allowing us to spend some time together. Thank you for answering the questions. Thank you for sharing so openly. Uh, for those of you that um, are wanting to continue to pray for Iran or you want to support the work that's going on in Iran, uh, we continue to print Bibles and send those into Iran. Next month is actually the Iranian New Year, um, which is one of the largest holidays of the year. And we, there will be so many Iranians that will be on vacation during that time and traveling during that time. We have a specific project where we are targeting uh, to give out at least 10,000 Bibles to uh, travelers, Iranian travelers that are traveling uh, in Iran during Chinese New Year. Uh, would you please pray about that project, pray about that um, uh, venture where um, Iranians are putting their lives on the line to give out Bibles to those that don't yet know about Christ. Just really quick, I was going to sign off, but I just want to share this one story with you. Um, last year during uh, Iranian New Year, um, it was very interesting because there was a group of uh, tourists on a bus and they saw our friends handing out uh, bags of information. And within that bag, we had maps for the city. Uh, we had um, coupons where people could get things for cheaper. And then we also had uh, a uh, – uh, electronic Bible, a little micro Bible that was on an SD card that could be changed into a USB that could also be changed into a micro SD card so that it could be used with almost any piece of electronics so that people could read the Bible. Everybody kind of walked by the person handing out those devices and got onto their bus. They were ready to get onto the bus. One of the people that was at the end of the line asked, so what is this? 
And they said, uh, well, this is a map of the city, and then there's also a uh, a little small Bible that – and they were very interested. When they got onto the bus with that small Bible, they told everybody on the bus, and everybody got off the bus and wanted to get one of those Bibles. And so we are asking that you please – Keep that in mind as well uh, as we start to move into Iranian New Year. And because of the changes between uh, America and Iran with the, the treaties that have been signed, uh, Iranians are starting to see more freedom for economics uh, as the sanctions are being lifted. That is also allowing them to travel more. So pray that their exposure to gospel of Jesus Christ becomes stronger and stronger because so many of them are hungry. They've just been kept from uh, exposure to the gospel. So again, this is uh, Eugene Bach coming to you live on delay uh, with another Back to Jerusalem podcast. Thank you guys so much for being with us. God bless you.